Welcome to Weekly Parsha Insights. Ani mamin beyemuno sheleimo. Ani mamin, ani mamin. Yemuno sheleimo beviyas amoshiyach animamin, animamin. Parshas Vayetze, there are some parshas and stories in the Torah where our understanding of the parsha sometimes is fairly limited to what we learnt when we were in school. And we've never really revisited the story to deepen our understanding or to find out if there is another way of understanding the very basic ideas that we learnt uh, when we were younger. And this week's Sedra might be a perfect example of that. We'll begin with a very simple Posuk. Right at the beginning of the Sedra, Yaakov Inu travels to Choron. And the Posuk tells us, Shom. He lays down, he sleeps there. Kivo Hashemesh. It's night time, it's time to sleep. He takes from the stones of the place. He puts it around his head. And he goes to sleep. Chazal tell us Rashi brings it this morning, Chulin, that he took 12 stones to protect him from the wild animals. And what do we learn? The stones had a fight. And each one said that on me, on me, the tzaddik's head should rest. A boy said, what on earth is going on here? Stones are inanimate objects. They don't have fights. What's going on? Stones have a fight. They join together. Secondly, he put the stones around him, around him, to protect him from wild animals. And what did the stones argue? That on me, the tzaddik's head should rest. Who's talking about anyone resting their head on any stone? He had stones around him. Clearly, he built stones like a wall around him to protect him from wild animals. Why are they arguing that on me the tzaddik's head should rest? Move on to the next pasuk. This makes a fabulous sedra picture. Vayachaloim Yaakovinu dreamt, and he had a, a sulam mutzav arza. Veroishoim shomaima. The ladder was resting on the earth, went up to the top into shomaim. Vehinei malachel ekim oylem v'yordim boim malachvinon up and down. Since when, in Yiddishkeit, do we take dreams seriously? We have a posuk, he dreamt, and we have a big deal out of the dream that he had. Since when do we take dreams seriously? And for the Torah to detail the dream, that there was a ladder, and there was a malachim going up and down, who cares? Why? What does the Torah want with that? Torah doesn't write words, just stamp. They have to be used sparingly and are precious, and obviously carry much more than just a detail about what Yaakov subconsciously imagined when he was asleep. Those little questions, let's get to it. So firstly, let's get the order of events right. Before Yaakov lay down to sleep, the Torah tells us, Vayivka Bamokim. Now, Vayivka Bamokim literally means he bumped into the place. The Gemara Chulim tells us, that in this case, it means he davened. Pegia is Russian tefillah, he davened. Yaakov Avinu was Masakin tefillah's arvis, as we know. And in the Pirush Hadar Zakenim, which was written by the Balea Tesis, it details 
the different fillers, what the purpose of them are, what did Yaakov Avinu, what was he masake when he introduced Philas Marif? He said, We should daven takadish borchu, yirotza milfanecho, Hashem eloikenu, shetoitsi enu me afelo loira. Please take us out from darkness to light. This was the tefillah of Yaakov Avinu. Take us out from darkness to light. Why was this tefillah pertinent and why Yaakov Avinu? Yaakov was just coming out of 14 years of learning in Yeshiva Shem Ve'eve. And he was very scared. Who is he scared of? The al Sheikh brings from the Rashi's Rabbah. He was scared of Esau. Esau had threatened to kill him. Esau had already sent a messenger trying to kill him. Yaakov, you know, comes out of hiding of 14 years of learning Torah, and now he's scared. He was also apprehensive about Lovam, who he was yet to meet on his search for finding a Shidduch. So with all these enemies swirling around, Yaakov, you know, is scared. And so he davens, What does he daven? Take me out of the darkness. Esau, Enai, El, Hehorim, the Medrash says. I lift my, my, my eyes to the mountain. May I in Yovah Yezri. This is a cry of a man desperate for help. Help me out here. I'm running away from Esau. I'm heading to Lovon. Help me out here. And almost as a response, HaKadosh Baruch comes to him when he's sleeping. And Yaakovinu has a dream. Rebbeinu Bachai and Orachai Makodesh make it absolutely 100% clear this was not a normal dream. This was a nevuah. Arachim goes, he says, Dreams are nonsense. Dreams are nothing. We don't generally in Yiddish care about dreams. But this wasn't a dream. Arachim's Loshon is, It was an absolute dream. We notice in the Loshonis of the Psukim when describing the conversation Hashem had with the Yaakov Inu, he keeps on saying, Arachim points out this idea of Vihine. He saw a ladder. Vihine Malachelikim, Malachim coming up and down. Vihine means behold, it's, it's a sight. That he could see clearly with a clear vision. This wasn't just a subconscious working of imagination of a dream. This was a real sight of Nevoah, of prophecy. And Rabbi Bachai writes the same thing. It was a total, complete prophecy. Fine. So what's happened over here? Yaakov Inu is coming into Golos. He's coming into his own difficult journey. He's worried. He's scared. He damns to Hashem and Hashem appears to him in a dream. We established the dream is a Nevoah. It's a prophecy. It's not just a dream. It's a prophecy. What is the message of this prophecy? So the Madrashim vary in terms of detailing what it is that Hashem communicated to Yaakov Avinu. We're going to go with Rabbeinu Bachai. Rabbeinu also says something similar. Ramban says similar. Rabbeinu Bachai brings from Pirkei Drabeleze. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed Yaakov Avinu the four different Goluyos, the four different kingdoms that are going to be in control throughout Golos, starting with Malchus Bovel, Malchus Modai, Malchus Yovon, and then Malchus Edom. And for three out of four, he could see Malachim going up and down. That means he saw the beginning of the Golos, the extent of it, and then as the Golos ended. But for the last one, Edom, of which we are still a part, he never saw the ending. Because it was a very long Golos. But Hashem didn't just show Yaakov Inu the different Goliois. Says the Bainab Achai, Lefi HaMedrash Hazeh, HaKadosh Baruch communicated to Yaakov Avinu a clear havtocha, a promise. Don't worry. Yes, there'll be difficulties. Yes, we'll go through different kufas of Golos. Yes, there'll be different kingdoms in charge. But ultimately, Klal will come out on top. 
That was the reassurance that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sought to, to, to communicate to Yaakov Avinu in this dream, in this Nevoah. The Ramban takes us behind the scenes so we establish a further layer of, 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 of this message of reassurance on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the message goes like this, says the Ramban. The way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs this world, obviously Hashem's in charge of everything. But He sends His Malachim to do work in this world. Many things happen through the hands of the Malachim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Hashem's instruction. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Yaakov Avinu. Ahavtocha g'doyla, says the Ramban. Yaakov Avinu is not going to be dealt with merely by the messengers of Hashem, by Malachim. Yaakov Avinu is going to be dealt with by Hashem and Hashem himself, as the Posik establishes. I personally, says Hashem, will be with you and will guard you wherever you go. Why? Because Yaakov Avinu was a big tzaddik. So he deserves HaKadosh Baruch Hu's personal protection rather than just Hashem's Shlichim. But it goes further because it's not just Yaakov. Ramban brings from Reb Lezer, Agol, Prikot of Lezer. This Avtocha was like the Avtocha of, of Ben Absorim, the Avram Avinu, that extended to the protection of Klali Sol as well. The Akadish Baruch was telling Yaakov Avinu, it's not just I'm going to protect you personally, I'm going to protect. Hashem will save and protect Yaakovina's descendants as well. What you have to realize is going on here is Yaakov Avinu is having a, a dream, is having a nevoah of incredible encouragement and reassurance from Hashem. He is feeling tremendous fear from his enemies, from Esau, from Lovon, and Hashem is reassuring him. And we're discovering the different layers of reassurance. Hashem has said to him, it's going to be okay. Christ is going to come out on top. It's going to be okay. I personally, says Hashem, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you throughout. And the Beis HaLevi adds yet another layer to this message of reassurance. And he says, and this is important because in the Moshal, in the dream, we, see, we say the Malachim go up and down. Says the Beis HaLevi, what's this going up and down business? He says, because if you look at the cycle of nations the flow and ebb of how different nations come to power and then get taken over by other nations throughout our history. What you'll find is that a nation is at its best, is at its strongest when it's, when it's strongest, obviously, when it's mighty and when it's big in number. But when a nation reaches a decrease in number and a decrease in power, that's when you know it's coming to the end and another nation's going to come and take them over. And that's how the world, where the world runs. Up and down. When one nation is down, the next nation comes and takes it over and goes up. But the Rabbi Shalom tells Yaakov Avinu that's not the case when it comes to Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael cannot be decided merely by its size nor by its defeats. When other nations are low and small in number, they are at their end. But Klal Yisrael is the opposite. Precisely at that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu springboards them to greater heights. Beis Alevi writes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says in his dream to Yaakov Avinu, He says, They don't go up stage by stage until they reach the pinnacle of their heights, of their great strength and might. 
כשיהיה בשיפלוס המדרגו כאפר הארץ, אז אופרץ לו יום הבקש בו. When clearly are down, beaten, down, trodden, at the lowest ebb, that is precisely the moment before which there will be a great aliyah, a great, a great uh, uh, springboard to greater heights. כן יהיה עליוסם ממדרגו התחתן לרומאלה. That is the astonishing counterintuitive survival of clearly soul right there. Things might be bad, things might be tough, things might go low. Klali Sol will, will, will unfortunately suffer greatly throughout the Golos. But don't worry, don't see that as the beginning of the end. Says the Beis HaLevi in, in this message of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's reassurance to Yaakov Avinu. You're going to turn around, you're going to reach greater heights. So, the message we've established that HaKadosh Baruch Hu delivered to Yaakov Avinu in this dream, in this Nevoah, of encouragement was threefold. Firstly, Yaakov don't worry, it's going to be all right. You're protected. Secondly, Klal Yisrael have a special avtocha. Throughout generations, they will be protected from the enemies. And HaKadosh Baruch is going to look after them personally, not just through the, his angels, through his malachim. And thirdly, don't, don't decide on the normal metric, which we use with other nations when you want to work out who's up, who's down. Klal Yisrael are different. Klal Yisrael's survival works differently to the other nations. Powerful message. Of encouragement and chizuk. But why the ladder? Why was it important to have the ladder as part of this dream, as part of this message? So there's plenty of Kabbalah about it. Rebbe Bachai has a whole shtick on Kabbalah that's above my pay grade. And he brings an idea which is more, if we can say, down to earth. He brings it from Hachocham ben Tavun. And he writes an amazing thing. He says, the ladder is there as a message about the awesome potential of the human being. The concept of a ladder is a concept that you have step after step after step, and you have a, an incredible, endless uh, a journey that one, can, that one can ascend. That depicts the incredible human potential that every person has. That's the first half of the message. But the second half of the message is, if a person truly wants to succeed in life, the only way to go is to go up. There's a, says the Rabbeinu Bachai from this Chacham Ben Tavon. This is the message of the ladder. In other words, yes, Hakadosh Baruch Hu has spoken to Yaakov Avinu about the great protection of Klal Yisrael. But you want to know who's going to be part of that? It's those people that are focused on Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Those people that are focused on. They want to spiritually grow. Those are the people that are included. Those are the people whose trajectory is one of greatness. So in one swoop, Yaakov Avinu has had a clear nevoah, which has reassuring messages, a vision for the future, a promise about his protection and protection of his descendants, and alongside that came a clear direction of how to spiritually succeed in life in the form of a ladder. Look upwards, look Baruch Hu, look to grow, and then you'll go stage by stage, step by step, in great, greater heights. So I think we've explained quite well the dream, we've explained the ladder, but now let's get to the stones. So, here's an important introduction. I, when we first begin giving these parashas, I explained that I believe strongly that the Torah is there for us to gain insight from to find relevance within, to, to discover wisdom in the Torah which is relevant to us. Based on that, 
let's approach this story with the stones. So, the Gemara has a difficulty. Gemara Chulin, Tzadi Alephama base, the Gemara has a difficulty. The Potsik, on the one hand, says, Yaakov Inu took stones and stones in the plural, Vayikach me'avnei hamokoim, took from, excuse me, from the stones. And then, after the story, after the, after the dream, after he woke up, after he did his thing, Vayikach Ezo'evan, he took the stone, and the stone is in singular. The Gemara says, what's going on? Did he take many stones? Or did he take one stone? Aha! Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Melamed, it must be, all the stones came together, and each one said, Olayaniach, Tzadik Zeroishoy, that Tzadik should put his head on my, on my, my stone, and then Tonov, Akula, Nivlu, Ve'echad, they all came one. In other words, the Gemara had a difficulty, and that was a premise to saying, it must be that all came together as one. The thing is, Taisus has a very simple solution to this Gemara's question. And Taisus says, Lefib Shuto Yesh Lefarish, Shalokach Even Achas Miyavne Amoka. When the singular words are used in the Pasuk of Vayikach Es Ha'even, he took the stone. There's no problem, says Taisus. He took one of the stones. The Torah tells us he took the stone. I mean, all of them became one. He took one of the stones. Which, first of all, is very strange. Tosas never offers alternative chotin to the Gemara. That's not how Tosas operates. So that in itself is strange. But it's strange that the Gemara, on this, based on this premise, goes down a whole beaten track of explaining a miraculous event that took place with the stones joining together. The kasha is easily answered by saying that there is no problem. He took one of the stones. The truth is, other Mofarashim and Chomish also explain like Tosas. The Radak, the Rava, and others... It's important to note, though, that the Maharal in Gur Aryeh absolutely slams this understanding that I just explained from Tezis and Al-Mufarshim. Because the Maharal, he says, Eilu ha'anoshim motzu shal hefke lefarish bakir tzoynom ki afahedyet eni madame He writes very, very sharp about those Mufarshim. That they're just explaining things as they will in other words, what the Maharal is really getting at, because he explains it at great length, is that people learn this parasha, and they learn this Gemara, and they get bothered. And they get bothered by the question essentially we asked, which is, it's so strange. The stones coming together as one. What does it even mean? How does it even make sense? Says the Maharal, what's the problem? It was just supernatural. It was just a miracle, straightforward. It was supernatural. He writes quite clearly, and, and, and as he continues his, his long piece, the whole evening was full of stuff that happened. The whole evening of Yaakov Avinu, of lying down to sleep of the dream, was all full of supernatural stuff. So what's the big deal? Here's another supernatural part of it. That the stones got together as one. That's the morale's take. And the morale is almost astonished. But why are people finding that so hard to believe? Why are people, why are people finding that so difficult? Big deal, so it's a supernatural event. And the truth is that this approach is the majority view of the Mufarshim. It is the simplest way of reading the Gemara. It was a supernatural event. So why am I looking for another pshat? Because I want every part of the Torah to teach me something. I want to connect to every single posseg in the Torah. I want every part of the Torah to be relevant to me as much as possible. Well, I ask you, if this is a pshat, and you read this, as I say, kipshutai, like in view of most mafarshim, what are you left with to conclude? Stones came together as one as a supernatural thing, and the morale says quite clearly it was, in, it was a recognition of the greatness of Avram of, of Yaakov Avinu, no question. So that's what you conclude. 
Yaakov Avinu was a great man, so he was Zoika to this incredible supernatural event that all the stones came together as one. Okay? Nothing wrong with that. But that's what you're left with. But I want to squeeze even more to see, but what's the relevance personally to me? What is there a message? Where's the message in this that I can connect to? I'm not Yaakov Avinu. I'm not as great as that. What, what messages can the Torah be communicating to me? So I was on the lookout for another chat. And I discovered an incredible chat, an incredible take of none other than the Mesivas in his, in his Pirish and Torah called the Nachlas Yaakov. And he is bothered by the same question we began with today. He quotes the Gemara and he says two words. He says, Vahu Tomua. It is astonishing. It is astonishing to consider that stones argued, that stones said that he should lie on me, and stones came together as one. It is simply astonishing. <laughs> Says the Lachlas Yaakov, it didn't happen. Are you ready? It didn't happen. This, this aspect of the story, that the twelve stones fought and came together as one was part of the vision that Yaakov Avinu saw as part of the prophecy of Hashem. It happened in his head. It didn't happen in reality. There's a Kiddush to take home. So Nachlas Yaakov is a Nesivist, not me. The Nachlas Yaakov explains. Why is that important, by the way? Well, what's the relevance? Okay, so it happens in his head, it happens in the dream. But why is, what's the message here? So he says a very powerful message. And the message is that Klali Soli brings different sukim, are referred to as stones. We have a posting of Vayichi, Roya, Evan, Yisrael, and others. Klali Yisrael are referred to as stones. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was informing Yaakov Avinu of something that Klali Yisrael being stones, they're going to come a point at which they're going to start splitting. Different shvatim, different stones, different approaches different malchios, and they're going to argue one another. And it's very hard to believe two Jews in a room arguing, but it's going to happen. And the Nesivas writes, and it's well known. When there's machlokas, then that is a scenario which invites destruction. Machlokas breeds destruction. That's a very big problem. Don't worry. Because you know what they're fighting about, these Yidin? They're fighting about their approach in service of Hashem. Says the Nesivas. That's why they said, Chazal say, in Loshan Melitza, which literally means in a jokey fashion, but it means in a non-literal sense, that every stone said, on me the Tzadik's head should lie. It didn't mean it literally. The stones weren't fighting. It means to represent the idea that different Yidden, who are called stones, are fighting with one another to say each one that Tzadik should lie on me. What does it mean that Tzadik should lie on me? Says the Nesivas, Kaloima. Tzadik means Hashem. Each one saying, on me Hashem should lie. Each one saying, my approach and Hashem is important because on me Hashem should lie, on me Hashem will come close to. 
In other words, the Nesiva says that Machloikis is not on Iskei Olam Azeh, it's not on material matters, but Rak al Mile de Shemaya, it's on spiritual matters. This is what's going to be at the core of Klalizol's disagreement, he tells Yaakov Avinu in a reassuring way. What's more, in the end, Shalabasoifnis Achtu. Don't worry, Yaakovinu, there might be a disagreement, there might be different approaches, but in the end, Klalisrol are all going to come together like one stone. With this approach, what we've done is we've added another layer onto that same message of reassurance, of chizuk, of encouragement that Hashem was communicating to Yaakov Avinu with this dream, which we've been saying from the beginning, different layers, we've added another layer onto it. And this layer is represented by this idea that Yaakov Avinu saw in his dream that 12 stones argued with one another, which means Klal Yisrael's different parts were going to argue with each other. And Akadosh Baruch says, don't worry, because each one is really saying, which means, on me the Tzadik's head should lie, because they're all thinking about Akadosh Baruch And in the end, they're all going to come like one stone, they're all going to come as Achtu, all together, but Achtos. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu, don't worry, don't worry what you can see in the future about the Tzoros of Klal Yisrael, and don't worry about the Machloikas that you seem to see, be able to see. Because none of it is permanent, none of it will last. Because ultimately, the, the wish for each group of clients, or each stone, is who's close to Takadish Baruch Hu. That's what their focus is. So in summary, we asked a number of questions. We asked, stones don't fight, they are inanimate objects. And he put the stones around him, and yet they're arguing who should lie on the head. So I admit, according to Raiv Mepharashim, you have to learn the Gemara Kibshutai. The stones got together, it was a supernatural event, and there's nothing wrong with learning like that. But you can choose to learn like the Nesivas, like we've just explained. But the Nesivas reads a whole new message in this, and says, no, it didn't happen in reality. There was no real stones coming together. But rather, it happened in Yaakov Avinu's dream, and it was a part of the message of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to Yaakov Avinu, that he shouldn't worry when he sees different Yidin and Klalisra arguing that their approach is right, Ultimately, they're all arguing in service of Hashem and they're all going to come together in the end as one. So there's nothing to worry about. That was the message of the stones. To go back to what we started with, we asked the significance of the dream Bechlal and why the ladder. We said there's different layers within this message of the dream. The dream was a Nevoah. Hashem wanted to deliver to Yaakov Avinu that he'll be protected. Klaiz will be protected by Hashem personally. And the ladder was the message of the human potential. And we said the ladder was when a person's focus on Akadish Baruch Hu, he lives with a goal of spiritual meaning, that person will soar to great heights. Therefore, what we're left with, Rabbi Isai, in my opinion, is a main takeaway. We, we started with two psukim which looked astonishing in their basic meaning, and we've developed a Mahalach here, which ties together to, I think, one central takeaway. You want to grow? You want to be a part of that newfound achdus, which will come to all of Christ at the end of days? Focus on milid d'shmaya. Focus on spiritual pursuit. Focus on what you find meaningful in life, on coming closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If that's where your focus is, if that's the ladder you're climbing, we will all be part of that achdus. May it come speedily in our days. Amen. <laughs> Miyafal pishe yisma meya, im kol ze achakeloi, achakeloi, mechom.
Oh, oh, oh.